everybody. Welcome to another installment of the LNO Fireside Chat. Today we're joined by the Panhandle Panthers. Um, I've got Tyler on the line and Andrew on the line. Uh, Tyler, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself and then hand it over to Andrew, that'd be great. Yeah, I am uh, Staff Sergeant Tyler Schmidt. Uh, work over at the 33rd Maintenance Group Quality Assurance Office here on Eglin Air Force Base. Uh, crew Chief by Trade on the uh, F-35. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew, are you there? I am here. Do you guys hear me? Yep. Can hear you loud and clear. Ish. Technical Sergeant Andrew McCamish. Uh, currently work in the 58th AMU at the 33rd AMXS. Uh, crew Chief by Trade, currently sitting as a section chief in the specialist section. So that's new. Um, yeah. Cool. And then I also have uh, Amanda Dennis on the line too. Amanda, if you just want to give a brief shout out. Hi. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know both of you guys. Um, just came from Eglin, joining the Tesseract team here. Um, I am on the CI team and I'm just listening in to learn what uh, Sergeant Barry does every day. And uh, yeah, excited to be here. Awesome to see Eglin representing. Yeah, congrats. Awesome. Um, all right. If you guys want to tell us a little bit about your project, um, where you're at in terms of the Ether Sprint and um, making it to the semifinals, if you just want to hone in on the problem set that you, you guys are getting after and what exactly you've done to get after that specific problem set. So I'll turn it over to you guys to, to kick it off. Tyler? So our project, uh, in essence, is the ACE concept red gear packout kit. Uh, to make things easy, every every fighter jet, you know, cargo jet, bomber, everything has what's called red gear. Uh, it's just safing equipment for when the jet's sitting parked static after flight operations, whatever you want to call it. Uh, in essence, the equipment that the F-35 program provides is is bulky, uh, oversized, it's not good quality, and um, it it's it's difficult to pack and and isolate into small containers the way that it would be ideal for the way the Air Force is aiming with you know agile combat employment. So what we did is we we partnered with a company named Kennan. Uh, it's a company we've been using on several different projects. We have two separate AFWR contracts going right now for for different items. Some of those are actually included in this kit like the, uh, the canopy cover. Um, we, we partnered with them to take an already existing item that they, they have made based off of an old AFWERX contract for the F-22. Uh, and we, we pretty much used the, the product to create this kit. Uh, it, backpack size kit fits in ISUs uh, or travel pods or even behind the seat of the, uh, the ejection seat on the F-35. Uh, we wanted to consolidate everything that was required to safe an aircraft so that in the event an F-35 ever had to, you know, last minute leave or, or you know, forward deploy to islands or, you know, chains of islands in real world scenarios, you wouldn't need to worry about packing ISUs full of this this bulky red gear that um, just takes up a lot of space, right? So like if I could, if I can take an entire unit of 12 to 24 aircraft and send all of them without having to load an ISU full of any Dash 21, that saves me anywhere between like two to four separate pallets worth of space for other mission critical equipment like engine trailers, uh, you know, component lift stands, age equipment, things that might matter 
bigger picture instead of just, you know, phone covers and things that we use to statically park these aircraft. So really we took all these, these ideas that we've had created and, and, you know, built with Kenan and, and consolidated it down to a kit that consists of the, the PMAC covers, a TMS heat exchanger plug, uh, three hand inflatable, uh, intake and exhaust plugs. And then obviously the solar shade and the, uh, canopy cover, which like I said, is the AFWorks provided, uh, project that's I think rounding out in uh, phase three right now. So it's a, it's a long moving project, uh, finally culminating down to, like you guys said, the semifinals, uh, hopefully we become finalists, uh, so that we can take this, this project and promote it to all of the magcoms involved that might benefit from using something like this. Our, our end goal is to take this and make it a JSF supply system, uh, item so that I can just go into the program we use to order parts, type in that part number and order it instead of having to use unit funding in order to buy something that is mission critical for these deployable units. This thing can make a huge difference in cost saving as well as the speed in which we can forward deploy. And without it, you know, these units don't even know that it may exist yet, but if they had it, it would make a massive difference. And uh, I, I want to make it so that anyone can just order these kits and not have to pay out of an annual pot of money. You know, units units like us, right, AETC, we don't get massive amounts of money to just go and spend on these things the way that, you know, Magcoms like ACC and PACAF do. So it took us over a year to wait to just order a set of, I think we have five here in total. Uh, we have our own sets that we've paid for. But I'd like to make it so that someone like Eilson can just go and order a set of 12 and then never have to worry about paying out of PACAF money. Even though they could, I don't want them to have to. It should be something that's really available for anyone that needs it because I believe it's mission critical. So a lot to take in there, Tyler. Thank you for that. And I think- Yeah, sorry. It's all good. I think I think one of the, to start off, one of the big things is um, the problem it gets after, right? Like you- Essentially, by using this in an ACE kind of deployment or an ACE kind of contingency, you're saving space for other equipment that might be essential. Um, by by minimizing the the footprint that would typically be there from from a uh, a legacy type solution uh, from the previous kind of big overbearing red covers, right? I think um, I think what what else is also interesting with what you guys pointed out is is your intent for this project, right, isn't just you as a unit, it's for everybody, right? You're trying to share the wealth with the entire Air Force, and you don't see that a lot with innovation innovation projects, so I think that's something to applaud and, and other people should look at. Um, as of right now, is is the how is the how is the cost if a unit were to go purchase it right now? Is it is it within the realm of feasible, or is that also part of the next step, is to bring it down to a feasible a feasible cost within the the flying hour program to get it listed as a supply item. So, with with each unit that kind of changes, right? So, like if if an AETC unit or even like an ACC based unit that's only for training, like like Nellis, uh, if units like us come out and say like, "Hey, we want to buy these," it may be a little bit unreasonable, mainly because we do so little of the actual ACE concept deployment. We're more focused on like TDYs or having to, you know, do last minute bug outs because of storms. But units like 
you know, PACAF units like Ilsen or Tyndall even coming up here soon. The, 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 the cost of this product is easily a feasible amount for units like that where the money is a lot higher. Those pots go a lot deeper for them. For someone like us, it is a little bit less feasible because we also don't have a, a, a necessarily super valid reason for use. But those guys should have no problem. Um, I, I have I have no doubt that the cost is a, a very minor issue, if not an issue at all, for those bigger picture uh, flying units that can deploy. If I can uh, jump in here. Uh, so I was actually on the phone with Kenan yesterday talking about uh, upscaling and, uh, you know, because when you really like uh, put your hands on this stuff and you see what we designed and what we came up with, and then you look at what the program provides, it is, is uh, leaps and bounds better uh, on all fronts, honestly. Um, it's just trying to get the, you know, obviously the program money, uh, they have they have a lot more than, than individual units, and that's where we want to get after is that we want these coming out of, you know, we don't necessarily understand the different pots of money, but we know that, you know, at a, a group and a wing level, we don't, you know, our pockets aren't as deep necessarily as, uh, say, Magicom or the the F-35 Enterprise, right? Like, and what we're designing uh, with minor changes can be utilized across all platforms. It's not just A models. Uh, I can tell you specifically the canopy cover fits A's and C's. Uh with minor changes because the, the B models have a different shape, but it's the same concept. They, you know, change the pattern up a little bit and it'll fit there. Intake and exhaust plugs are going to be the same. Uh, maybe exhaust plugs might be different on the B variants. You know, I'm not quite sure, but um, the, the groundwork's laid to where this can, like this pack out kit can be utilized uh, on all variants. Uh, and some quick numbers, right? Uh, these intake and exhaust plugs, the inflatable ones, uh, we actually just used them real world. We had to evacuate some aircraft uh, due to uh, inclement weather. Uh, we were able to uh, put six kits together in probably 15, 20 minutes. And that's just because they were still in the bags. Uh, like they're brand new. Uh, we actually ordered our wing order 10 inflatable uh, intake and exhaust kits. Uh, five for each AMU that, uh, that we had. Uh, and we were able to pack those kids up into a duffel bag in a matter of minutes and be able to throw them in a travel pod and they could evac with, uh, you know, all the required ass and one. Um, they went from, I uh, talking to Kenan, their processes went from, it took them approximately 20 hours uh, per inflatable plug due to just their, uh, the machines that they had. Um, I was talking to Kenan and they're saying, you know, their laminate machines or heat presses and whatnot uh, just weren't up to the sides that they needed, but they're already ordering new equipment that's supposed to come in in a couple months that's going to take their process down from 20 hours per plug to 15 minutes per plug. Um, so they're already looking into upscaling uh, how many they can design and support uh, annually, monthly, you know, whatnot. Um, and the big thing is that these covers, so this kit that we're actually working on, there's nothing available right now that's the biggest thing is like there's no uh the program provided tdy covers um that we couldn't even pull out of travel pods um so there's instances where we packed we actually sent them on the road with the um the aircraft and we were unable to remove them from the travel pod so then we couldn't use them right so there's actually nothing there that we could uh you know a cover the intake and exhaust with b uh there's nothing to actually cover the transparency until you 
utilize uh, the canopy cover, which actually just closed out in December, so it's available for purchase now. Um, but as far as uh, the the pricing goes, I think like Tyler said, it's the the money's there. It's just you know when you compare what the program charges for their required Dash Twenty One, um, almost all of these come in under if there is a equivalent, right? So the the PMAC covers, I think the set is almost half the price. Uh, so we have two, like uh, the the flush board covers, the PMAC covers, they have to be, you have to order a pair, right? Uh, two on each aircraft. I think the ballpark number was something like uh, from the program office, what they provide is somewhere uh, like $8,000 a set. And with the PMAC covers that came in at, I think around four or five, um, and they're more trans. They're they're actually transportable. Um, they don't damage the the sensor and the L level that they actually go on. Uh, and then you can roll them up and stuff them into whatever you need to. Uh, and then there's no FO risk, right? There's no part. All the magnets and everything involved are there's something like triple layered and stitched into place and you know uh, welded and whatnot. So it's just all around better quality than what. Um, the program's putting out and it's more user-friendly like coming from you know a crew chief by trade like it's that's the big stuff like we don't need moving you know we don't need something with 20 pieces that you you only need one to do the job right that's just more parts that can break and more parts that do break so yeah i think so um hone in on that right like in terms of you know pointing out that the money's there right and as you guys are navigating you know what kind of process that's going to take um, through like the JPO or, or the F-35 program, um, I think it's also important to highlight the requirements that are already out there because am I wrong in saying that the requirement already exists to have these covers or a similar kind of protective cover? So so it does yeah. exist, right? And then highlighting the fact that, that the cost associated is probably significantly cheaper for the long run in terms of damage repair, all of those other like things that come into it is a good way to to shape your guys's argument because you've said it there already right like you you've done this real world and it it the capabilities right right there right um i think that's a good a good way to help advocate for your project but as well as um next steps right as you guys are going through ether sprint and you kind of touched on it um with with if you're selected to go to be the finals um and you're you're looking for that right advocacy and the right the right office to to touch base with, and you know you're trying to figure out what who's out there because you don't know what you don't know, right? So, um, who are the, who are some of the key champions that you would like to see like help advocate for your project? Uh, so just a few like very like base level answers would be um obviously like a POC of some sort from within all of these magcoms that, uh, that fly these F-35s in deployable situations. Uh, I have several people within Eilson, uh, Tyndall, uh, even like in some of these guard units that we've, uh, we've pushed this product out to and people are aware of it. People are tracking it. Uh, we, I, we, we have an opportunity to possibly get a set made and sent to Eilson for, upcoming uh scheduled training missions that involve the ace concept uh additionally though uh just for for the bigger picture we're working with the f-35 fleet management office to try to establish the like start to finish formal steps for um 
like NSN assignment because it's not just like we get this product in NSN and then it's orderable. We have to get an NSN for it. Then we also have to get approval to get it added into the JSF supply system. And these are the people we need to route those kinds of questions, comments, and concerns to. So we we've, we've started that formal process as well. Um, additionally, um, what is it? I'm blanking here, but yeah, the fleet management office is the big one right now. Oh, uh, we have we have POCs within JPO as well. Um, additionally, with like Tesseract and the AFWorks contracts, um, we've done our due diligence in trying to make JPO and Lockheed Martin directly aware of what we're doing uh, and that we're being legitimate about all the steps, uh, the development, everything. So we have POCs within JPO that are taking these uh, ideas and these covers and, and in essence, briefing them at like a, a big group level. Uh, how how involved and intricate that is, I can't really speak on it because I don't know uh, how deep those kinds of meetings really go and who's all involved in it. But this this stuff is getting briefed at a JPO level to people that it matters to, uh, and they will see the product regardless. Uh, and it's just a matter of whether they get excited about it or not excited about it. But we're we're trying to attack it from as many avenues as physically possible to create awareness, interest. And desire for the product because if if i can get enough people or if we can get enough people to say hey we need this in the air force we need this in the jsf program i don't know how lockheed martin can say no i think uh currently just to kind of continue on with sergeant schmidt uh i can tell you our jpo lead right now uh they're currently taking parts of this kit to uh armit triage Right, another pot of money. I don't necessarily understand, but uh, our JPO POC Brian Milligan has uh, said that that's the route that he thinks works best. And his goal currently, uh, if I can remember correctly, is to review all of our testing procedures and parameters that we uh, kind of combined, and when we with TD and TOs to figure out what each piece of support uh, support equipment, uh, the parameters that they had to withstand or be tested to. Um, so we dug through all that when we were designing it, and then they were actually tested at facility. They have all data and everything, you know, from our understanding and everything we could find that, you know, the, what each, uh, product had to, to meet as far as testing and everything passed. Um, but it's, that's a separate thing, you know, JPO and, uh, we being the end users and the, the TPOCs for like the AppWorks contracts. Um, just because it meets our standards and we believe that, you know, it meets the standards that were set forth in JTD and TOs, it's a completely different ballgame to to pay Lockheed Martin to review them, right? And that's what we, uh, that was the issue we ran into um, for at least the, the canopy cover project is we built it to the specifications that were spelled out at JTD uh, at any support equipment TO. Uh, but it's, you know, the AppWorks contract doesn't of money Lockheed are to spend man hours on reviewing what we did and then basically putting their stamp of approval on it. Uh, that's the hurdle that we're kind of going through right now. And with uh, Brian up at Depot running it through uh, Armit Triage, that's the battle that he's, uh, or that's what he's looking up all of our tests. Any additional testing that they deem required, uh, that being covered and then the actual writing into JTD as optional equipment 
that way it's not necessarily like you are required to have these items but any any um 35s that are interested in it right they can they can order the set through you know uh, what we believe is buying our money um which we think is the correct avenue awesome well i think that that sums it up um we're hitting our time now i'm going to close it for any closing remarks but i think this is great and uh, i'm wish you guys all the luck and we'll be touching base offline as well i've already sent you guys an email on a couple steps you could you could take in, in the in the direction of the of an nsn or possibly getting that started um if you haven't already gone that route as well as um We'll be pinging with your your Ethersprint coaches to help hopefully align um, those right stakeholders uh, in the JPO offices. I know you guys are already talking there, but if there's anybody else that you have not yet spoken to that can help help navigate the the NSN and getting it into the supply system, I think that's that's the right way forward. And one like most of all, I really appreciate you guys' hard work and initiative towards this project because I know it's been a long hurdle. I know you guys have been working on this project for quite some time now. Um, and I, I know that there's been a significant amount of roadblocks, but I um, appreciate the tenacity and um, best of luck in the next couple of weeks. And, and whether or not you make it to the finals, it's also important to note that we still help shepherd projects that don't make it all the way through because they have initiative and motive from the field. So it's not it's not like a one and done kind of thing. I will, I'll leave it there. If there's any kind of uh, outside questions or statements, I appreciate you guys all. Um, over. <laughs>